بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا غفر الله لنا ولشيخنا وللمستمعين والمسلمين يقول شيخ الاسلام رحمه الله تعالى في كتاب في كتابه العقيده الواسطيه ومن اصول اهل السنه التصديق بكرامات الاولياء وما يجري الله على ايديهم من خوارق العادات في انواع العلوم والمكاشفات وانواع القدره والتاثيرات كالمحفور عن سالف الامم في سوره الكهف وغيرها وعن صدر هذه الامه من الصحابه والتابعين وسائر قرون قرون الامه وهي موجودة فيها إلى يوم القيامة. ثم من طريق ثم من طريقة أهل السنة والجماعة اتباع آثار رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم باطنا وظاهرا واتباع سبيل السابقين الأولين من المهاجرين والأنصار واتباع وصية رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم حيث قال عليكم بالسنة وسنة خلفاء الراشدين المهديين من بعد تمسكوا بها وعدوا عليها بالنواجذ وإياكم محدثات الأمور فإن كل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة ويعلمون أن أصدق الكلام كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ويؤثرون كلام الله على غيره من كلام اصناف الناس ويقدمون حج النبي حج محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم على حدي كل احد ولهذا سموا اهل السنه والجماعه ولهذا سموا اهل الكتاب والسنه وسموا اهل الجماعه لان الجماعه هي الاجتماع وضدها الفرقه وان كان لفظ الجماعه قد سار اسما لنفس القوم مجتمعين ولاجماع هو الاصل الثالث الذي يعتمد عليه في العلم والدين وهم يزينون بهذه الاصول الثلاثه جميع ما عليه الناس من اقوال واعمال باطنه وظاهره مما له تعلق بالدين والاجماع الذي ينضبط هو ما كان عليه السلف الصالح إذ بعدهم كثر الاختلاف وانتشر في الأمة. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم. الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له. له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير ونشهد ان محمدا عبد الله وخليله ورسوله بلغ الرساله وعد الامانه ونصح للامه بعثه الله جل وعلا رحمه للعباد فكان رحمه مهداه وكان رفيقا بالمؤمنين رؤوفا بهم رحيما صلوات الله وسلامه عليه فما من خير الا دل الامه عليه ولا شر الا وحذرها منه فتركها يوم تركها وهي في طريق من استمر سائرا عليه فاز 
بالعاقبة الحميدة في بداية درسنا اليوم من رسالة العقيدة الوسطية التي ألفها شيخ الإسلام أحمد بن عبد الحليم بن تيمية الحراني موجهة لأهل بلد واسط في جهة العراق يبين لهم العقيدة التي من تمسك بها واهتم بالمحافظة على ما تدل عليه وكان يبتغي بذلك وجه الله أفلح ونجح أهل السنة هم الذين يعتمدون على كتاب الله جل وعلا وعلى سنة رسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم في جميع أمور إيمانهم في أمر الحلال والحرام وعبادة الله والتنزه عما لا يريده الله جل وعلا فأصول أهل السنة التصديق بكرامات الأولياء الكرامات التي يعطيها الله جل وعلا من شاء من عباده والأولياء هم أولياء الله ولا يكون الإنسان وليا لله حقا إلا إذا أحسن التمسك بالسنة النبوية في عبادته في إيمانه بالله جل وعلا وأنه الفعال لما يريد في أن الخلق من في السماء ومن في الأرض من الخلق خلق الله والله هو المالك أصول أهل السنة التصديق بكرامات الأولياء لا يكون الإنسان وليا بما يدعيه يقول أنا ولي وإنما ما يجريه الله جل وعلا ثم أشار شيخ الإسلام رحمة الله عليه فيما ذكر في سورة الكهف سألت بنو إسرائيل موسى كليم الله الذي كلمه الله جل وعلا تكليما قالوا له من أعلم الناس فقال أنا فأوحى الله إليه بأن عبدا من عباد الله أولى أعلم منه وعامة كل من يقرأ القرآن يقرأ ما دار بين موسى وصاحبه لما علم بذلك موسى أراد أن يعلم يتعلم من ذلك العالم علما ثم سار والقصة معروفة من القرآن الكريم يحملون يحملون معهم حوتا وكان العلماء لا يدري ما سوف يترتب لما تجاوز موسى ومن معه المكان الذي 
يتوقع أن يجد فيه من يطلبه قال لها غلامه آتنا غداءنا لقد لقينا من سفرنا هذا نصبه لتعبنا قبل ذلك الوقت ما شعر بالتعب فبين له أن الحوت انفلت من الوعاء الذي هو فيه ودخل بالماء سافر راح قال اني نسيت الحوت وما انسانه الا الشيطان ان اذكره واتخذ سبيله في البحر الى اخره قال ذلك ما كنا نبغي ما كان الغلام يدري ما المراد وإننا صاحب موسى عليه السلام وفهم انه سوف يذهب الى غايه مهما فعل هذه من الكرامات الواضحه لموسى عليه السلام لما انفلت الحوت عرف انه في المكان الذي يريد ان يلتقي به الرجل فوجد عبدا من عباده كما قص الله فسأل موسى قال وفيما يرى انه لما سلم قال ان عنا بارضك السلام ثم ساله قال انت موسى بني اسرائيل؟ قال نعم قال له انت فلان؟ قال نعم لم يسبق لهما لقاء ولا تقابل ولا شيء استاذن موسى الخضر ليتعلم منه فاخبر الخضر انه لا يستطيع ان يتحمل ما سيواجه ولا شك ان هذه الامور التي ذكرت في سوره الكهف انها تلفت النظر خرق السفينه وقتل الغلام الناشي واهل القريه لم يحترم لم يحترموا ضيفهم ضيفيهما ومع ذلك لما وجد دار السيام قد اقامه وفي كل مره يعترض موسى على الخضر فيرد عليه يقول الم اقول انك لم تستطع معصره يعني ستواجه امورا ما تصبر عليها في المره الاولى قال لا تؤاخذني بما نسيت لما خرق السفينه وفي الثانيه لما قتل الغنام الذي لم يبلغ صار لها ان سالتك عشان من بعدها فلا اصحبك الى اخره ثم جاءت الثالثه لما اقام الجدار وفي كل مره يعترض موسى على الخبر الاول قال اخرت لتغرق اهله لقد جئت شيئا امرا الثانيه قتلت نفسا زكيه بغير نفس لقد جئت امرا شيئا نكرا والثالثه قال لو اخذت على الجدار اجره لانهم ما ضيفونا فقام قص عليه ما سمعنا يقول النبي رحم الله موسى يعني لو لم يستعجل حتى ينقل لنا من خبر ذلك الشخص في سيرهما او سيرهم جميعا الثلاثه 
هو اخبره الخضر قال انني اعطيت علما لم تعطه امور مغيبه الخضر يعرف ان ان في الطريق الملك اي سفينه صالحه ياخذها ويحرم اهلها منها فخرق السفينه حتى اذا راها ذلك الملك يرى انها غير صالحه تركها الغلام اخبر انه يخشى على والديه منه من ريفا كفرى ثم قال في اخر الثلاث وما فعلت يعني كل هذه الامور ما فعلتها عن امر لانما هو بامر الله فذكر مما يذكر يذكر في الحديث ان طائر وقع على حافه السفينه فناخر من الماء والله اعلم انه قد يكون نهر النيل وقد يكون البحر الاحمر هذا قال يا موسى ما نقص علمي وعلمك مما علم الله الا كما نقص هذا الطائر من ما نقر من البحر في القصد ان كرامات اولياء الله عمر رضي الله عنه قال يا في احد الحروب يا ساريه الجبل هذا في المدينه ساريه كان في جيش يقوده ومع ذلك بلغته الكلمه فرجع الى ملاصقه الجبل حتى لا يؤتى من خلفه الى اخره الى غير ذلك فالقصد ان من حصلت على يديه كرامه ان كان متقيا لله مطيعا له يحل ما احله الله ورسوله ويحرم ما حرمه الله ورسوله مؤمنا بالله جل وعلا وملائكته وكتبه ورسله الى اخر شرائط الايمان والاسلام هذه كرامه واما ان كان غير ذلك فهذه محرقه شيطانيه وتعرف الكرامه من غيرها بمعرفه من تقع على يده ثم ذكر شيخ الاسلام رحمه الله يقول وعن صدر هذه الامه من الصحابه والتابعين والسائر قرون الامه وهي موجوده فيها اي في هذه الامه الى قيام الساعه لا يلزم ان كل الناس يعرفون كل شيء عنها الفقره الثانيه من قراءتنا قال ثم من طريقه اهل السنه والجماعه يعني كيف كانوا يفعلون يتبعون اثار النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم باطنا وظاهرا باطنا يعملون بمثل ما كان يعمل وباطنا يؤمنون ان هذا الذي فعله النبي انما فعل هذا بامر الله وتوجيه الله له فاهل السنه لا يقابلون ما صح من الاخبار ما نص عليه القران او صح من اخبار النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يقابلونه باختيار سواه لان ما جاء عن الله او عن رسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم هذا هو الحق لا يصح لاحد ان يقول لا انا سالتمس 
ما هو أصلح من ذلك بما في ذلك تشريع الأحكام ضياع الأمة الإسلامية وتخلفها وتأخرها إن من أسبابه عدم قيامها بأركان الإيمان والإسلام يقول اتباع سبيل السابقين الأولين من المهاجرين والأنصار النبي ذكر أن خير الناس بعد الأنبياء الصحابة ثم الذين يلونهم من هم الذين يلون الصحابة التابعون ثم الذين يلونهم من هم أتباع التابعين هؤلاء يمكن ما تنتهي المئة الثانية إلا وقد انقرضوا هؤلاء لا يجتمعون على بعض ولهذا شام رحمة الله عليه إلى وصية رسول الله يدخل عليكم بسنتي السنة ما شرعه صلى الله عليه وسلم من جميع أمور التشريع من عبادات وتحليل حلال وتحريم حرام وتوجيه بأداء وغير ذلك ثم قال وسنة الخلفاء الراشدين المهديين من بعدي تمسكوا بها وعضوا عليها بالنواجذ يعني شددوا الاستمساك بها والعض الشيء بالنواجذ وهي الأنياب التي تكون في الفم لأن العض بالأنياب أقوى استمساكا من العض بالأسماء أنا البادية في أول الفم العض عليها بالنواجذ ما اكتفى بهذا قال وإياكم محدثة الأمور فإن كل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وفي بعض ألفاظ الحديث وكل ضلالة في النار يعني أن مذهب السلف أهل السنة والجماعة الاستمساك بسنة النبي النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في الحج قال لعلي لا ألقاكم بعد هنا خذوا عني مناسككم انظروا أعمال العمل الذي أقوم به وافعلوا مثله النبي قال عن الصلاة صلوا كما رأيتموني صلوا ومن رحمة الله بنا أن أعماله في الحج وأعماله في الصلاة أداء الصلوات حفظت لنا في سفره وإقامته في جلوسه مع صحابته في جلوسه مع أهله في بيته في ليله وفينا هذا كل ذلك من فضل الله علينا حفظ لنا ونقله أهل العلم أهل الأمانة والتقى والصدق والثبات فأمرنا عليه الصلاة والسلام بالتمسك بسنة الخلفاء الراشدين قال وإياكم ومحدثات العيوب يعني الدين كمل 
ما أصبح محتاجا لأن يزاد فيه شيء في التنسق في العبادة في كل الأمور الدين كمل في حياة النبي ونزل على النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في حجة الوداع وهو في عرفة يوم الجمعة الوقفة اليوم أكملت لكم دينكم وأثممت عليكم نعمتي ورضيت لكم الإسلام دينا هذا الدين كامل ومع ذلك يقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من عمل عملا ليس عليه أمر فهو رد مردود عليه ولذلك كثير من الطرق التي يتعبد الناس بها ينظر هل ثبتت عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أو عن خلفائه الراشدين إذا لم تثبت عن هؤلاء فلا يصح التعبد بها النبي يقول من عمل عملا ليس عليه أمرنا فهو رد يعني مردود عليه غير معتبر وفي لفظ من أحدث في أمرنا هذا يعني من أحدث في إسلامنا تقربات لم تشرع لم يشرعها الرسول ولم يسنها ولم يسنها صحابته فهي مردودة عليه ما دام أنه قد كمل في حياة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فلم يبقى حاجة لأن يتطلب زيادات أو تنسكات أو اعتكافات في بلدة كذا ولا في بلدة كذا لا أو سفرا إلى مكان معين بسفر من أجل التعبد فيه كل هذا ممنوع بموجب قول النبي عليكم بسنتي وسنة الخلفاء المهديين من بعدي الراشدين المهديين بعدي تمسكوا بها وعضوا عليها بالنوادر وإياكم وخذوا مكة إن كل خذوا بضعة وما دام أن كل ما احتجتم بدعة وأن كل بدعة ضلالة من دخل في البدعة فإنما يسير سيرة أهل الضلال ومثل ذلك ما يحصل من كثير من الذين يتعبدون الله بالتصوف التصوف هل النبي صار صوفيا؟ أليس أشرف الخلق سوى الأنبياء؟ أبو بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي ثم بقية الصحابة هل كانوا متصوفا؟ كانوا يعبدون الله ويعظمون أحكام شريعته لكنهم لا يتجاوزون ولا يتخطون الحدود حدود سنة رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وهذه هي سنة أهل السنة والجماعة هذه طريقتهم أهل السنة والجماعة يعني أهل الاجتماع على الحق والنبي ذكر أن أمته لا تجتمع على ضلال ثم يقول في أن أهل السنة يعلمون أن أصدق الكلام كلام الله لا شك الله جل وعلا هو أصدق القائلين وأما السلوك والتعبد وتخلف الأخلاق الكريمة فأكمل الأخلاق أخلاق رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم خير الهادي أي التنسك والتعبد والتخلق بالأخلاق الكريمة هدي محمد هذا هو خير خير الأخلاق 
يقول ويؤثرون يعني اهل السنه والجماعه كلام الله على غيره من من كلام اصناف الناس لا يمكن ان يتعارض القران وسنه النبي الثابته يستحيل ان يوجد سنه ثابته تخالف القران واذا فهم انسانا مخالفه فهذا راجع الى سوء فهمه هو لا الى حقيقه المخالفه يقول يترعى كلام غيره من اصناف الناس ويقدمون هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم على هدي كل احد يعني لا يتركون اخلاق النبي وطريقه الاداء التي يؤديها استحسانا لغيرها تكون اتم واحسن لا اخمل العبادات عباده رسول الله واصح الكلام كلام الله جل وعلا ولا ياتي بعدهم الا كلام رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم. يقول ولهذا يعني لهذه الامور وهو تعظيم السنه والتمسك بها والعض عليها بالنواجذ واجتناب البدع وياتي بكلمه كل يعني تعني اي بدعه لم تكن مشروعه فهي ضلاله. وكل بدعة ضلالة يقول ولهذا سموا أهل الكتاب والسنة وسموا أهل الجماعة المقصود بالجماعة الجماعة المصونة الجماعة التي لا يضرها خلاف أحد لا تزال طائفة من أمتي على الحق قائمين لا يضرهم خلاف مخالفهم لأن الجماعة هي الاجتماع على ماذا؟ الاجتماع على الحق والهدى كل منهم يتلمس معرفة ما كان عليه رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وما كان عليه الصحابة رضي الله عنهم وأرضاهم ولأن وسموا أهل الجماعة لأن الجماعة هي الاجتماع ضد الفرقة وإن كان لفظ الجماعة قد صار اسما لنفس القوم المجتمعين ثم الإجماع هو الأصل الثالث الذي يعتمد عليه في العلم والدين يعني مصادر التشريع في الإسلام هي القرآن والسنة يأتي بعدهما الإجماع من كيف الإجماع؟ أن يجمع الصحابة على امر من الامور او يجمع اهل العلم والراي والسداد المتمسكون باداب الدين المحافظون على الواجبات المتقربون الى الله مع الواجبات بنوافل العبادات ان يجمعوا على امر والاجماع هو الاصل الثالث الذي يعتمد عليه في العلم والدين وهم يعني اهل السنه والجماعه يزنون يعني بهذه الامور الاصول الثلاثه يعني ميزانهم الذي يعرفون به وزن هذه الامور من صحه او عدم صحه انما هو القران والسنه وما اجمعت عليه الامه والاجماع الذي ينضبط هو ما كان عليها السلف الصالح من هم الصحابه 
والتابعون واتباعهم واما من ياتي بعدهم حصل عند من جاء بعدهم امور حصلت الجهميه حصلت المعتزله حصلت انواع من الخلافات فالعبره بما كان عليه الصحابه والتابعون ومن تبعهم باحسان هذا مجمل صفات اهل السنه والجماعه ومواقفهم لا فيما يتعلق بالكرامات ولا فيما يتعلق بما يعتمد عليه في الحلال والحرام فاسال الله جل وعلا ان يجعلنا جميعا من المتمسكين بالكتاب والسنه الحريصين على اجتماع كلمه المسلمين على الحق والهدى وان يجيرنا من الفتن والضلالات انه سبحانه مجيب الدعاء واخر دعوانا ان الحمد لله رب العالمين The Shaykh Hatibahullah Ta'ala began by praising Allah Azzawajal for him as the praise and seeking assistance from Allah and seeking refuge in Allah from our evil deeds and we bear witness that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah, He is alone and He has no partners for him is the dominion and to him belongs the praise and He is able to do all things and may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon Muhammad the one who gave the message and fulfilled the trust and he was sincere for the Ummah Allah sent him as a mercy to mankind and verily he was merciful and gentle to the believers and then the Shaykh mentioned that the Prophet there, is no, there was no good except that he informed us of it except he informed his ummah of it and there is no evil except that he warned his ummah of it and verily when the Prophet ﷺ died he left them upon that and if they were to hold to it they would be successful and they would have a good ending in the beginning of tonight's lesson in Al-Aqidus Al-Wasiti of Ash-Shaykh Al-Islam Ibn Timir Rahimah Allah Ta'ala that which he wrote to the people of Wasit in the area of Iraq to explain to them, or he explained the correct Aqidah, that if a person were to hold to it and implement it, this individual would be saved. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah wrote this treatise seeking the face of Allah. And he mentioned that Ahl sunnah who are the people that hold fast to the book and the sunnah, the book of Allah and the sunnah of the Prophet in all their affairs and the affairs of their belief and in that which they hold to be permissible and unpermissible. Likewise in the affairs of worship. And they abstain from that which Allah Azza wa Jal, and this is Ahl-Sunnah, they abstain from that which Allah Azza is displeased with. From the sifat or the descriptions of Ahl-Sunnah is that they believe in the karamat al-awliya which are the, the, they say the miracles or the actions that Allah allowed an individual who is held to be 
or is held by Allah to be dear, a friend of Allah, certain miracles that these individuals performed. So the people of the Sunnah, they believe in these actions. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, or Shaykh Muslim they mentioned that Ahlul Sunnah, they believe in his karamats, and that which Allah Azzawajal has bestowed upon these individuals. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, an explanation of that, the karamat al-awliya, these actions which Allah has allowed these individuals to perform, it is something from Allah Azzawajal. And it is not that the individual himself uh, has the ability uh, merely to perform the action, but it is something that Allah gives to the individual. And the Shaykh mentioned that this would only be given to an individual who is accurate and sincere in his adherence to the book and to the sunnah. And he is upon that which is correct as it relates to worship. And his beliefs in Allah are correct. So, um, so the individual, his beliefs are correct. His beliefs in Allah Azzawajal, his belief in the, the creator of the heavens and the earth. And the fact that Allah to him belongs to dominion. So this individual is correct and accurate in his belief and in his actions of worship. So the individual does not become a friend of Allah by uh, making an accusation or making a claim. But rather this individual becomes uh, a friend of Allah by way of his belief and by way of his worship, his correct belief and his correct worship. So Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah mentions that Ahl sunnah we believe in these karamat and that which Allah has bestowed upon these individuals from miracles and the likes. And likewise that which Allah has bestowed upon these individuals from that which they're able to find and discover and their ability to do certain things and influence as it's been, as it's been reported uh, from the Salaf for example, in Surah Al-Kahf and other than Surah Al-Kahf. So the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala that Shaykh Al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah mentions that which took place in Surah Al-Kahf. And the story behind this was when Banu Israel, Bani Israel, uh, they questioned Musa alayhi salatu salam, who was the Kaleem Allah, he's the one that Allah spoke to directly. And they asked him, who is the most knowledgeable? And Musa said, me. So Allah inspired Musa and informed Musa that in fact there is a servant who has knowledge that you do not have. And the Shaykh Habib Allah mentioned that everyone that reads the surah in the Quran, they know what took place between Musa and his companion, meaning the individual uh, Khidr who he met. So when Musa became aware that there was an individual who had knowledge that he did not possess. He wanted to learn from this individual. And this story is well known. And they had a, a Musa took a companion to travel with him on his journey to seek knowledge and they had a fish. And uh, when they had passed the area that was prescribed for Musa to meet Khidr, uh, the fish came out but they continued to walk. And then Musa said to the individual that was with him, Verily we have become tired 
and fatigued because of this journey. So let's eat. And the individual that was with Musa, the young boy, he said, Verily the fish has gone and has entered into the water and it swam away. So Musa said, That's what we wanted. Musa والسلام, said, That's what we wanted. And they returned to the area that the fish had escaped. And the boy did not know why Musa was returning to this particular place, but he followed the instructions of Musa. And this is a clear, uh, this is a, a clear action that's being performed by Musa, which is a gift from Allah Azawajal, considered such as like a miracle. At that time, uh, the story was mentioned, and uh, uh, they returned to that area, and they and they met Khidr. And it's mentioned that in narrations, hadiths, it's mentioned that Musa, when he saw him, he said, Are you Khidr? And uh, Khidr responded, Are you Musa? And even though they had never met before, so this within itself is also one of the miracles. They had never met before, but they immediately knew uh, one another. And then Musa والسلام, sought permission from him to uh, accompany him on the journey. And Khidr responded that you do not have patience to join me. And no doubt, the Shaykh mentioned, no doubt the things that took place in this story are things that, you know, uh, they spark one's attention because of what took place. And the first thing is that they, they boarded a, a boat and uh, Khidr destroyed or did something to uh, cause a defect in the, in the boat. And this would possibly cause it to drown. And the second one is that uh, Khidr killed a boy. And the third one is that Khidr... Uh, he fixed a wall that was falling even though or in a village even though that they had requested from the, the people of the village to, to take them as guests but they did not do so so every time Khidr did something that was uh, you know something strange to Musa Musa would respond and oppose the action and then the Sheikh mentioned the actions again about the, the boat and about the boy and about the wall. And every time Musa would respond with rejection and opposition to that which was done. And then on the third one, Musa said to Khidr, you should have taken some, some type of, of, of fee because they did, not take us, they did not take us as guests. The Prophet Muhammad wasallam, after mentioning this story to his companions, he said, may Allah have mercy upon Musa. I wish he had been patient so that he could inform us about the rest of the story. Meaning, I wish he had been patient so that he can learn more from Khidr. Also during this, the time that Musa was with Khidr, Khidr informed Musa that I have knowledge that you do not have. Allah has given me knowledge that he has not given to you. And then the story took place. Toward the end of the story, Toward the end of the story, Khidr said to Musa, Verily, I did not do so, you know, at my own desire. And he, Allah had inspired Khidr to do these particular actions. So this was the knowledge that Khidr had that Musa did not have. It's also mentioned in the hadith that while they were on the, the boat, a bird had landed on the boat and it began to uh, or a bird had landed and it began to peck into the water and drink from the water of the ocean. When Musa and Khidr saw this, Khidr said to Musa, Verily, 
Khidr said to Musa, O oh Musa, verily my knowledge and your knowledge is, does not take away from the knowledge of Allah except like the, the, the beak of the bird taking from the water, meaning it takes nothing. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, it is not known if this was the Nile River or what, or if it was the, the Red Sea which is present uh, in the, the Western province. So these are from the Karamat al-Awliya. These are from the, 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 the miracles or the actions that the friends of Allah Azza are able to perform by the permission of Allah Azza And likewise, from amongst the Sahaba, Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu one time Umar, Umar ibn Khattab had sent an individual to fight a particular battle. And this individual was outside of Medina fighting the battle. And Umar was inside of Al-Medina. But Allah showed Umar that this, uh, this army, they need, to take, uh, they need to take protection. They need to take the mountain as protection. Because if they do not, then they would be uh, killed by the enemy. Allah showed this to Umar ibn Khattab and he was in Medina. So Umar ibn Khattab called out, Ya Sariya, Al-Jabal, he said, Oh Zariya, go to the mountain. And he seek protection by way of the mountain. So Umar ibn Khattab is in Al-Medina and the army is outside of Medina, but the army heard Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu So this is another example of uh, an action that can take place, which is considered a miracle by the friends of Allah Azza wa Jal. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, what is understood but what should be understood is that these actions can only take place by an individual who has true fear of Allah, an individual who is obedient to Allah, an individual that holds, that observes that which is halal, and an individual that abstains from that which is haram. So this is only the type of individual that would have the ability to do these type of actions. And then the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, so this is how you know if this action is uh, by a friend of Allah Azza wa Jal. The individual has fear of Allah, if the individual is obedient, if the individual observes that which is halal and abstains from that which is haram, and the individual believes in Allah, believes in his angels, believes in his books, and the other pillars of Iman and Islam, then this is considered a karama. But if the individual is in opposition, or the actions and belief of the individual are in opposition to that which was mentioned, then these are the actions of the shaitan. These are the actions of the shayateen. So this is how we know if a karama has taken place with a particular individual. And likewise the shaykh mentioned that it is not mandatory that everyone knows the actions of, of, of a friend of Allah. It's possible that an individual is a friend of Allah and the people do not know that this individual has karamat. Then Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah mentioned that the way of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah is that they adhere to the narrations of the Prophet inwardly and outwardly. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, this is the way of the people of the Sunnah and the Jama'ah. And that is that they implement the actions of the Prophet and they believe that these are the orders of Allah Azawajal. So they implement the actions of the Prophet whether it's actions or of worship and the likes. So outwardly, they implement it. And inwardly, they have faith that these are the true orders of Allah Azza wa And they do not oppose the book and the sunnah with other than 
with anything other than it. That which has come to them by Allah and that which has come to them by the Prophet they firmly believe that it is the truth. And they do not say, nor do they believe that anything other than the book and the sunnah is correct and is better and more preferred. And the Shaykh mentioned Habibullah Ta'ala, the Islamic Ummah or the Muslim, uh, the Muslim Ummah has gone astray and deviated. One of the reasons why the Muslim Ummah has gone astray and deviated is because they do not implement the pillars of Islam and Iman. They do not correctly implement the pillars of Islam and Iman. The Shaykh al-Islam ibn Timir rahimahullah ta'ala mentioned وَاتِّبَعُوا سَبِيلِ السَّابِقِينَ الْأَوَّلِينَ مِنَ الْمُحَاجِرِينَ وَالْأَنصَارِ And they follow the way of the people, yani the, the people, you know, uh, uh, the early people from amongst the muhajireen and the ansar. Those who migrated from Mecca and those who were present in Al-Medina. And the Shaykh said, a proof for this is the statement of the Prophet ﷺ, the best of the people after the Anbiya, the best of the people after the Prophets and the Messengers are the companions and then those who follow them and then those who follow them. So the Sahaba are the best of the people after the Prophets and the Messengers and then the Tabi'un and then the Atba'i Tabi'in. And verily they will not have a consensus, they will not come together upon that which is incorrect. They will not come together upon that which is incorrect. And then the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala. So the Sunnah of the Prophet is that which he had legislated in actions and in worship and in that which is halal and that which is haram. And likewise the Prophet ordered us to follow the Sunnah of his rightly guided Khulafa. And the Prophet told us, ordered us to hold on, it, hold on to it with our molar teeth. So this informs you that an individual that holds on to something with his molar teeth he would be very strong and he would very, be very consistent uh, in holding on to that which he is ordered to be help, holding on to. And verily, the Shaykh mentioned a person holding on to something or grabbing something or biting something with their molar teeth, uh, it is firmer than them biting it with their front teeth and the likes. Then the Prophet ﷺ did not suffice with informing the people and ordering the people to hold on to his sunnah and the sunnah of his rightly guided khulafa. But the Prophet ﷺ further went on to say, and be aware of newly invented matters. And in another narration, the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah in another narration is mentioned, and every newly invented matter is in the hellfire. So this is the way of the Salaf. The way of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah is that they follow the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, they follow, follow the Sunnah of his rightly guided Khulafa in all of the affairs. They hold on to it. In the affair, and you have the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ that informs about the adherence, that informs of the obligation of adherence to his Sunnah, where the Prophet ﷺ said, for example, in the affair of Hajj, the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, take from me your pilgrimage, the rights of your pilgrimage, for verily I may not meet you after this. So the Prophet ﷺ is commanding the Sahaba to take the rights of pilgrim, of pilgrimage. And likewise in the Salat, the Prophet ﷺ said, Pray as you see me pray. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, it is the mercy of Allah that we know the prayer of the Prophet ﷺ just as he prayed. And we know the Hajj of the Prophet ﷺ just as he performed the Hajj. This is the mercy of Allah Azawajal. Because the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ was transmitted to us by the Salaf who were accurate and who were sincere and who were 
who were acceptable. No, they were accurate. They were reliable. They were honest in their narrations of the Prophet They narrated the actions of the Prophet. They narrated the statements of the Prophet. They narrated when the Prophet was taking a journey. They narrated when the Prophet was at home, when he was sitting with his companions, when he was sitting with his family. Verily, it is from the merits of Allah that we have the Sunnah of the Prophet transmitted by the reliable sources to us. And then the Prophet said, Be aware of newly invent, invented matters. Verily, the religion, the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, verily, the religion is complete. And the fact that it's complete, meaning it is in no need of additions. And this is in all affairs, affairs, daily actions, as well as affairs of worship. The Prophet said in the farewell pilgrimage on the day of Arafat, while they were standing, the Prophet the verses of one, the verses were revealed to the Prophet on the fair, during the farewell pilgrimage on the day of Arafat. Allah revealed to his Prophet I have uh, fulfilled my favor. I have, uh, I have completed your religion. I have fulfilled my, my favor upon you and I am pleased with Islam as your religion. So this informs that the religion is complete. And this complete completion is in all affairs and it is in no need of additions. And the Shaykh mentioned, because of that, if you find many paths, if you find many calls, it is upon, or you find people calling to different actions, it is upon you to investigate. Is this action, or are these actions established by the Prophet ﷺ or his rightly guided khulafa? If it is established by the Prophet or his companions, then it is something which is acceptable. If it is not, then it is something which is rejected. Because there is no form of worship, except that it has to be established by the Prophet ﷺ. Because the Prophet ﷺ said, whoever does an action which is not in accordance to our affair, it is rejected. And in another narration, the Prophet ﷺ said, مَنْ أَحْدَثَ فِي أَمْرِنَا هَذَا مَا لَيْسَ مِنْهُ فَهُوَ رَدْهُ Whoever invents in our religion, that which, it, that which it is not from the religion, it is rejected. So any type of action which is considered to be uh, seeking closeness to Allah, it has to be legislated by the Prophet ﷺ and by his companions. So whatever was considered religion during the time of the Prophet, it is accepted. And whatever was not considered religion, during the time of the Prophet ﷺ, it is rejected. For example, people traveling to different lands, making i'tikaf, and staying in particular lands, this is rejected because it wasn't done by the Prophet ﷺ nor his companions. Likewise, individuals see, inventing new forms of worship that were not legislated by the Prophet and his companions. So our criteria, our scale is the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. And if an individual embarks upon an action which was not legislated by the Prophet ﷺ, then this individual has taken the path, taken the path of the people of deviation. And from amongst the paths of the people of deviation is at tasawwuf Was the Prophet ﷺ a Sufi? Was Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman and Ali, were they practicing the ways of the Sufi? No, they were not. Because they kept the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ as their limit. And this is the way of the people of the sunnah and jama'ah. Then the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, or Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah mentioned that the best speech is the speech of Allah, and the best guidance is the guidance of the Prophet ﷺ. The best speech is the speech of Allah Azza wa And as for 
the, the actions and the worship, the best in the actions of worship were that performed by the Prophet wasallam. So if an individual wants to know that which is accepted, then they have to follow the actions of the Prophet wasallam. And the way of Ahlul Sunnah is that we do not prefer, nor do we take anything over the speech of Allah, nor over the speech of the Prophet wasallam. And verily the speech of the Prophet would never contradict the speech of Allah Azzawajal. And if an individual finds a contradiction in the speech of the Prophet ﷺ as it relates to the speech of Allah then the contradiction is not in the hadith, but it is in the understanding of the individual. And verily, the, the way of Ahlul Sunnah is that they do not prefer anything over the guidance of the Prophet ﷺ because they hold the belief, the firm belief, that the best guidance is the guidance of the Prophet ﷺ and the best forms of worship and the most complete forms of worship is that which was conducted by the Prophet ﷺ. And because of that, they were called the people of the book and the people of the sunnah. And that which is intended by al-jama'ah is that uh, the, the jama'ah which is free from fault. The group which is free from fault. And they would not be harmed by those who go against them. As the Prophet ﷺ mentioned, The Prophet ﷺ mentioned, There will always be a group of my ummah, my ummah which uh, prevail which are, are prevalent and they, they prevail over the falsehood. There will always be a group of my ummah which prevails over the falsehood. So the way of Ahlul Sunnah is that they gather upon the truth and they gather upon the guidance. And then the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala. So the way of Ahlul Sunnah is that they always seek that which the Prophet was upon and that which his companions were upon. And then you have al-ijma'ah, which is considered uh, the consensus. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, the reference, the Islamic reference is Qur'an and Sunnah, and then the ijma'ah, the consensus. And the consensus, how do we establish a consensus? Is that one, the companions of the Prophet ﷺ agree upon something, or the scholars, those who, are, uh, the, those who, adhere, to, those who adhere to the religion, and preserve the religion, and implement that which is obligatory and abstain from that which is haram. If the scholars of Islam have a consensus, then this is also considered as a reference uh, for the legislation of Islam. So the way of Ahlul Sunnah is that we take as a criteria the, 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 the guidance of the Prophet and that which his companions were upon. So these are, are our references of, for the legislation, the Quran, the Sunnah, and the consensus of the Ummah. And he mentioned that this is the way of the Salaf al-Salih. And the Shaykh mentioned the Salaf al-Salih, they are the companions and the Tabi'un and the Atba'a Tabi'in because thereafter there was a disagreement and discord. For example, you had the, the group of the Jahmiyyah. For, for example, you had the Mu'tazila and other forms of deviation that took place. So that which we follow is the Sahaba and the Tabi'un and the Atba'a Tabi'in. And these, the Shaykh mentioned that these are generally from the sifat of Ahlul Sunnah and we believe in the karamat as we mentioned and we take the legislation from the Quran and from the Sunnah and from that which the companions were upon. May Allah make us from amongst those who are sincere and true and our implementation uh, and adherence to the book and to the Sunnah of the Prophet and may Allah make us from amongst those who are diligent in gathering and uniting the speech of the Muslims.
ما نصيحتكم حفيدكم الله تعالى لمن يقول بان السلفيين يركزون على تعليم الناس الاعتقاد ولا يركزون على غيرها فما نصيحتكم هناك من يقول بان السلفيين يركزون في يركزون في العقيده ولا يركزون في غيرها فما توجيهكم لا شك ان الايمان بالله جل وعلا وتحقيق العبوديه له سبحانه وتعالى هي الاساس وبقيه الامور تبع لا يدخل الجنه الا مؤمن والمؤمن هو من يؤمن بوجود الله وانه المستحق للعباده وانه خالق كل شيء وانه ماله كل شيء الى غير ذلك النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم جلس في مكه لا ثلاث عشره سنه يدعو الى التوحيد الى اخلاص العباده لله وبقيه الاعمال لما راح المدينه عشر سنوات وايام لكيفيه العباده من صلوات فرائض ونوافل ومن بيع وشراء ومن زراعه وغيرها من صدقات وزكاه وغير ذلك من صيام تهجد وحج الى غير ذلك هذه الامور وسياسه حكم وكل شيء هذه كلها جاءت في المده المختصره الاساس هو تحقيق الايمان الرجل الذي قال للنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اكثر الحاضرين يعرفه سفيان بن عبد الله الثقفي قال قل لي في الاسلام قولا لا اسال عنه احدا غيره قال قل امنت بالله ثم استقل فالسلف اذا قيل السلف الصحابه هم اساس السلفيه يلحق بهم التابعون واتباعهم والبقيه كلهم تبعا لهؤلاء فاساس الامور كلها تحقيق توحيد العباده لله جل وعلا الكفار يعرفون ان الله هو الخلاق ولا ان سالتهم ولا ان سالتهم كلها يقولون الله لكن العباده يخلطون يقولون عن معبوديهم ما نعبدهم الا ليقربونا الى الله زلفى ولذلك ينبغي للواحد أن يعترف بفضل السلف وأنهم القدوة وأنهم الذين فهموا الإسلام حقا اللهم صل question was what is your advice for individuals who say that the Salafis only focus on Tawheed and they don't focus on anything else 
the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, but there's no doubt that faith in Allah and implementing servitude to Allah Azawajal, this is the foundation. And everything else in the religion follows that. Only a true believer will enter into Jinnah. So, the individual who believes in Allah Azawajal and believes that Allah Azawajal is the only one who deserves to be worshipped and that Allah is the only creator and believes in all of these branches of Iman, this is a believer. Indeed, the Prophet sat in Mecca, stayed in Mecca for 13 years, calling the people to Tawheed and calling them to be sincere in the worship of Allah Azawajal. And the rest of the actions that were legislated were legislated over a short period of time in Al-Madinah, 10 years and a few days. In Al-Madinah, the Prophet taught the people how to worship. And he taught the people how to perform the obligations, how to buy and sell. He taught them the affairs related to charity. He taught them the affairs related to zakat. He taught them the affairs related to fasting. He taught them affairs related to standing in prayer at night. He taught them affairs related to hajj. All of these affairs were taught to them in a short span of time while they were in Medina. But the foundation is implementing faith in Allah Azawajal. We had in the hadith, and most of you are aware of the hadith of Sufyan bin Abdullah al-Thaqafi radiallahu anhu. And he said to the Prophet ﷺ, say to me in Islam a statement that I will never ask other than you. The Prophet ﷺ say, said, say, I believe in Allah and then be upright. So the Salaf, they are the companions of the Prophet ﷺ, and they are the foundation of Salafiyyah. And then you have the Tabi'un and the Atba'i Tabi'een. So that which is important is establishing the foundation of the worship of Allah Azawajal. For indeed the disbelievers, they know that Allah is the only creator. But they join partners with Allah in worship. And because of that, Allah mentioned about their statement in the Quran, لَا نَعْبُدُهُمْ إِلَّا إِلَى اللَّهِ زُلْفَ We do not worship other than Allah, except that they gain, or except that they allow us to become nearer to Allah. This is the statement of the Kufar. So because of that, the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala that the foundation is Tawheed and calling the people to the worship of Allah. Then the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala it is befitting and mandatory that the people understand the merits of the Salaf. And it is mandatory that they understand that they are an example. And it is mandatory, now he's mentioned that it is mandatory that they understand that they are an example. Yani, 
وإذا وعيت تقضي هذه الصلوات فهل فعلها الصحيح؟ العقل هو المعتمد في أداء العبادات فإذا كانت تفقد الذاكرة تارة فلتحرص على أداء العبادة بقدر المستطاع وإذا فرض أنها غفلت أو نامت أو فقدت الذاكرة فترة ثم استيقظت إن كانت فقدت الذاكرة طويلة ما تقضي وإن كان إلى أوقات من يوم واحد أو مثله فهي تقضي العبادات التي تمر عليها في حال فقد الذاكرة Individuals asking that his, uh, his grandmother is an old female, she's old in age, she's senior, and at times she loses her, um, her ability to remember and she, you know, loses her intellect and the likes of that. Um, with regards to the, the prayer, if she gains her ability, should she make up her prayers in the likes of Sheikh Mishnah that her correct intellect and mind uh, her ability to understand this is that which is based or the performance of the prayers are based upon so if she loses uh, that ability uh, so the Sheikh mentioned so she should try to uh, keep that ability but if she loses that ability for example she goes to sleep or the likes of that if this happens for a long period of time for several days then she does not make up the prayer uh, but when she becomes aware, then she make, then she prays the present prayers. But if it's only for a short period of time, for a few hours or for a day, and then she gains her ability, then she should make up the prayer that she missed in that short period of time. يقول السائل قد بلغني أحد الإقوى من الثقات بأن أحد أحد الناس أعرفه يتكلم بكلام تكفيريين ولكني ولكنني ما سمعت شيئا من ذلك وعند السؤال هل يقول وعندي سؤال هل يرد هذه السؤال إن شاء الله يصعد يوما آخر باختصار ويحدد الاشياء التي يضبطها لا ولا يتكلم عن الشيء الا اذا تيقنه The question I can't, I can't understand the question in Arabic but the Sheikh mentioned in Arabic that a person should not speak about it except something he understands if the brothers have the question they can rewrite it because I can't understand the question يقول السؤال متى يخرج متى يخرج الشخص من دائرة أهل السنة؟ إذا خالف ما يعتمدونه في حياته في عبادة وموالاة ومعاداة في الله جل وعلا Individuals asking when does an individual leave the, the realm of the circle of Ahlul Sunnah? 
And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, if the individual opposes that which is correct in terms of worship, and that which is correct and legislated in terms of uh, our mu'alat uh, mu'adat, in terms of our, what's the translation? Those, yani, our, our relations in terms of our relations with the believers and our disassociation from the, belie- the disbelievers. And I will try to think of another transition next week. But if the individual opposes that, then the individual has left the circle of Ahlul Sunnah. يقول السائل لماذا استدل ابن تيمير رحمه الله تعالى في العقيدة الواسطية بمثال خضر كأنه ولي وأعماله كرامات مع أنه معروف بأن خضر كان نبيا من من الأنبياء من أين لك أنت السائل أنه من الأنبياء الله قال عنه أنه عبد من عبادنا ولا يعرف ان له تشريع ومن الصالحين لقمان The individual is asking uh, why did Ibn Taymiyyah or why was it mentioned that Ibn Taymiyyah used Khidr uh, from Surah Al-Kahf as an example when Khidr or from that which is known as that Khidr was that's the question from that which is known that Khidr was a prophet the Sheikh said, How do you, from where do you get that Khidr was a prophet? Oh, you questioner. Allah mentioned, Allah described Khidr as a servant from our servants. So it is not known that Khidr was a, a prophet and he did not have a legislation. But that which is correct is that he was a servant of Allah, like uh, Luqman. يقول السائل هل يجوز للصغير السن أن يأم الكبير أو جماعة؟ الأصل في الإمامة يعني في الصلاة أن يأم الناس أقرأهم لكتاب الله وإذا جاء إنسان كبير السن أو جاء كبار وجد شخصا يأم الناس وهو صغير في السن لكنه ليس بطفل لا يعقل صلوا خلفه فالصلاه صحيحه انما الافضل ان يؤم الناس اكملهم في علمه ودينه Individuals asking is it acceptable for a young child to lead older older individuals in salat and the Sheikh mentioned Habib Allah that the origin is that the person who leads the prayer is the one who has more, the one who has memorized more of the Quran. But if an older individual comes and he finds a young boy or a young person, a young boy leading the prayer, as long as he's not extremely young, like, like a baby, but if he finds a young person uh, leading the prayer, then it's permissible for him to pray behind him and the salat is correct. But that which is preferred is that the individual who leads the prayer is someone who has more knowledge and someone who has more understanding of the religion. The Qulisan, ma the ma huwa al adab, 
وما هو عدد الطالب بنسبه لتغطيه الراس؟ هل من اداب الطالب ان ان يغطي راسه؟ عدد الطالب لا يكون مخالفا لمن يتعلم معهم ويجالسهم ينبغي ان يكون على احسن الاحوال اذا قدر على ذلك. Individuals asking is it from the etiquette of a student of knowledge to uh, to keep his head uncovered or to uncover his head. The Sheikh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala from the etiquette of a student of knowledge is that he does not uh, he does not oppose, he does not do anything which is considered uh, unacceptable to the individuals that he's teaching, to the individuals that he's in the company of. It's befitting and mandatory that a student of knowledge uh, has the best uh, has the best appearance to the best of his ability. يقول السائل ما موقفنا إذا خالف عالم باجتهاده جمهور العلماء إذا علمنا أن شخصا خالف جمهور العلماء نأخذ بما قاله الجمهور ونتركه إذا أمكن أن ينبه بخطأ المخالفة نبه Individuals asking, uh, what is our position if we know that a particular scholar has uh, disagreed with the statements of the majority of the scholars? And the Sheikh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, if we know that an individual has said a statement which is in opposition to the majority of the scholars, then we take the statement of the majority of the scholars, the opinion of the majority of the scholars, and we leave the statement of that individual. And if we have the ability to advise that individual, then we do so. كل سؤال هل يجوز للإمام المسجد أن يحضر الكفار يحضر الكفار في صلاة الجنازة بزعم أن أن هذا من بعد الدعوة؟ لا لا يشترك معهم في الصلاة على جنائز الكفار إذا كان يملك أن يمنعهم من المسجد يمنعهم من إدخال الميت الكافر للمسجد لعله يقصد اقارب الميت المسلم اما اقارب المسلم الذي مات المسلم يراد ان يصلى عليه في المسجد فياتي اناس من قرابته الذين هم غير مسلمين فلا حرج ان يدخلوا في المسجد انما منع الكفار من دخول المسجد الحرام وما سواه لم يصدر فيه منع خاص لكن ينبغي ايضا وهم يدخلون ان يحرص الامام يتميز يميز وضعهم لا يجعل بين كافرين مسلم لانه بمن بمثابه من يصلي خلف الصف نعم. No. The individual is asking about uh, an imam of a masjid who allows 
or he brings uh, disbelievers to come for the Salat al-Janazah, uh, for the funeral prayer. He brings disbelievers and he says that this is a, a means of calling them to Allah. And the Shaykh mentioned that people, and I, I brought some clarity, I said, the Shaykh, maybe he's referring to the, the, the relatives of the Muslim who has died. And the Shaykh mentioned, if a Muslim has died and he has non-Muslim relatives, and those non-Muslim relatives uh, are allowed to enter into the masjid for the purpose of uh, witnessing the funeral prayer, then there's no problem in this. Verily, the Prophet ﷺ only forbade the disbelievers to enter Masjid al-Haram, no other masjid. Uh, but likewise, it should be uh, known, yani they, sh they should be distinct. Yani the dis disbelievers, when they enter into the masjid and they are present for this funeral prayer, they should be distinct, they should be known uh, and not, you know, uh, shouldn't be mistaken that they are Muslims. يقول يقول السائل هل يجوز لأحد من من عامة المسلمين أن يبدع أحد من أعوام المسلمين؟ أول التبديع لا يوصف أحد بأنه مبتدع إلا إذا ثبت أنه مبتدع ومعرفة أنه مبتدع العام العام لا يعرف نوع الابتداع لكن إذا قرر أهل العلم أن هذا العمل بدعة وأن الداعي إليه داعي له يدعو للابتداع فلا حرج أن يذكر الشخص بأنه من أهل البدعة وأنه مبتدع. The person is asking is it for a layman to label someone else from amongst the laymen as a, an innovator? And the Sheikh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala it's not permissible to call anyone an innovator except if it's confirmed that this individual uh, is actually an innovator. And knowing that someone is an innovator is not known by the general layman. But if you have a person from amongst the people of knowledge, uh, who, and they are the people of knowledge, if the people of knowledge have informed that this action is an innovation, and the people that call to this action are innovators, then there's no problem in the general layman informing that this individual is an innovator because based on what? Based on the, the statements of the people of knowledge. الكرامات ما يحصل للشخص لنفسه او لما يريده للاخرين من امور غير مالوفه عند الناس واما المعجزات فهي من خصائص الانبياء أن يأتي الإنسان بالشيء الذي كما في قصة موسى عليه السلام لما استسقى لقومه أمره الله أن يضرب بعصاه الحصجر فانفجرت منه اثنتا عشرة عينا 
ولما باغته فرعون وقومه وقال اصحابه انا لمدركون امره الله ان يضرب بعصاه البحر فانطلق اثنا عشر طريق هذه معجزات ومنهم فيما يتعلق بنبينا صلى الله عليه وسلم امور ذخرت منهم لما كانوا في الحديبيه قل الماء البر قال من ليس فيها ماء فما كان من النبي الا ان ذهب فسكبه فيها ثم قرأ ثم قال استقوا فاستقوا ينزقون الماء ما نقص والمرأة التي جاءت على بعير عليه قرب ما فجئها به للنبي والمن بينها وبينه يوما طيب جلسوا قرأ أن دعا ثم قال للصحابة الذين معه في سفره بالغزو إلى جهة شمال الجزيرة فقال استقوا فملأوا جميع ما معهم من قرب من قرب المرأة هذا من الأشياء اللي يعني يعجز الإنسان يتصور كيف حصلت ثم لما أنتهت المرأة قال لها النبي هل رزعنا يعني هل نقصنا ما في ذهبت قربها كانه لم يؤخذ منها ماء وغير ذلك or uh, what he does to help others. But a mu'jiza is specifically for prophets and for messengers. So karama is for other than prophets and messengers, where mu'jizat are for prophets and messengers. For example, in the story of Musa السلام, when uh, his people uh, sought from him to drink, and Allah informed Musa to hit his staff on the ocean and uh, 12 rivers uh, came about uh, from, the, from the ocean and likewise um, so this is a mu'jiz of Musa والسلام, likewise with the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam uh, when the water uh, decreased and the companions became thirsty. The Prophet watered the Prophet supplicated to his Lord and water became, uh, began to flow from the fingers of the Prophet And likewise, it took place that in another story that they were in need of water and a female passed and she had water in a, a vessel and the Prophet ordered his companions to fill their vessels, their empty vessels from her one vessel of water and all of them filled uh, their vessels until they were all full and then the Prophet said to the woman have we decreased 
have we taken away from your water? And when she looked at her vessel, it was as if nothing was taken from it. So these were examples of how mu'ajizat took place with Prophet Musa والسلام, as well as with Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. يقول السائل هناك في البلاد الغربية كتب مترجمة في علوم الإسلامية ومؤلفها الشيخ ربيع من هذه المدخلة هل تنصح بقراءة هذه الكتب؟ لا أرى ما يمنع من ذلك ولا شك الشيخ ربيع من العلماء لكن ليس معناه أن كل عالم يكون معصوم العصمة فقط للأنبياء The individuals asking there are some books in the West which are translated into English and the author of these books is Sheikh Rabir bin Hadi al-Madkhali. Do you advise reading these books? And he says, I do not see a problem in reading these books. There's no doubt that Sheikh Rabir is from the scholars, but it does not mean that a scholar, this does not mean that all scholars are free from fault for verity. Uh, being free from fault is only for the prophets. And the messengers. يقول السائل نحن مسلمون جدد ونحن كذلك نعم نحن مسلمون جدد وكذلك دخلنا في الصرفية من جديد فهل لديك نصيحة لنا لثبات على هذا المنهج؟ أقول إذا صح ما تقولون فهذا توفيق من الله جل وعلا له فإن الخير والهدى إنما هو بسلوك الطريق طريق السلفية السلفية ليست مجرد دعوة يدعيها أناس وإنما السلفية أي على ما كان عليه السلف الصالح من الصحابة والتابعين وتابعيهم فنصيحة اللي أن تقرأوا في مثل ما كتبه شيخ الاسلام محمد احمد بن عبد الحليم بن تيميه وابن القيم ما كتبه الشيخ الاسلام محمد بن عبد الوهاب وتلامذته ومن سار على هذا المنهج كالطحاوي من قبلهم الطحاوي والشافعي ومالك بن انس كل هؤلاء اهل المنهج الصحيح Individuals saying we, we are new to Islam and we are new to Salafiyyah, so what is your advice for us to remain firm? The Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, if what you're saying is true, then indeed this is tawfiq, this is success from Allah Azza wa Jal, and this is the blessing of Allah upon you. For verily, the good and the guidance is in adhering to the way of Salafiyyah. And it is not a mere call, it is not a mere uh, accusation. But verily it is that which were, or verily it is that which 
the pious predecessors were upon from amongst the companions and the tabi'un and the atba'a tabi'in. So my advice to you is that you read the works of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, you read the works of Ibn Qayyim, you read the works of Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab, and you read the works of their, their students. And likewise, you read the works of those who came before them, such as Imam al-Bahawi, and likewise Imam al-Shafi, likewise Imam Malik Burley, Imam Malik Burley, these were individuals who had correct beliefs and adherence. يقول السائل ما حكم شراء الشهادات المزورة والعامل بها فهل الكسب الذي يترتب عليها حرام أم حلال؟ لا شك أن هذا العمل من الغش أي مما يضاد الحقيقة والنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول من غشنا فليس منا ليس على هادنا في هذا العمل فلا يجوز للإنسان أن يدعي لنفسه ما ليس لها. Individuals asking on the ruling of buying fake certificates, certifications, and working with these fake certifications. The Sheikh mentioned Habib Allah Taala. There's no doubt that this is from deception, and it is contrary and opposition to the truth. The Prophet said, whoever deceives us, he is not from us, meaning he is not upon our guidance in this matter. So it is not permissible for an individual to claim that he has obtained something which he has not truly obtained. السؤال في صلاة الجماعة هل يتلفظ المعموم بالتكبيرات أهل يكفي جهر الإمام بهذه التكبيرات لا يتكلم المعموم عليه أن يتكلم لكن ليس بالصوت الذي يشوش على الناس وإنما بالشيء الذي يسمعه هو من نفسه يتأكد من حصوله التكبيرات والانتقالات كسمع الله لمن حمده ربنا لك الحمد وكذلك الاذكار بالركوع والسجود ينبغي للمأموم ان يحرص على شغل اوقاته بما ينشغل به الامام الا ان المأموم يقرأ الفاتحه خلاف فيها معروف وقوي إلا أن الراجح القول بوجوبها فإن النبي يقول لا صلاة 
لمن لم يقرا فاتحه الكفاح الحديث الاخر ايما صلاه لم يقرا فيها بفاتحه الكتاب فهي خداج يعني ناقصه Or should they suffice with that which the Imam says? The Shaykh mentioned Abu Ibn al No, the person who is being led in congregation should say uh, the takbirat, but he should say it uh, softly and low, not to harm or cause problems for, for other people that are praying in the congregation, but low enough for him to hear him himself. This is done with the takbirat, this is done with the Sami Allah wa Hamida. Likewise, the, the supplications or the the afkar that the individual says in sujood and ruku'ah uh, this is that which is said by the mahmoom the person who is being led in congregation except the affair of surat al-fatiha and this affair is well known this disagreement of opinion is well known but that which is most correct the strongest opinion is that it is obligatory for the imam obviously and for the person being led in congregation to say surat al-fatiha because the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said uh, there is no prayer for the one who does not recite Surah Al-Fatiha. And likewise, the Prophet Wasallam said, uh, any salat void of Surah Al-Fatiha, it is deficient. حصلناه أو نحصله من العلم النافع وأن يبارك لنا في أعمالنا وأعمالنا وما أعطانا من علم وعمل وغير ذلك مما يحبه الله جل وعلا ورسوله كما أسأل الله بأسمائه وصفاته أن يعز الإسلام والمسلمين وأن يذل الكفر والكافرين والمنافقين وأن يفرج كربات المسلمين في كل مكان أن يشفع جائعهم ويكسو عاريهم ويغني فقيرهم ويشفي مريضهم وان يجمع كلمتهم على الحق والهدى كما نسال جل وعلا ان يعاجل المسلمين بكشف هذه المحنه وهذه الغمه وما يقال عن الحكومه الاسلاميه وما يحصل في سوريا في العراق وفي اليمن وفي غيرها من المصائب وفي ليبيا نسال الله ان يكشف كل ذلك ويحل محله الحق والهدى كما نسال جل وعلا ان ينصر المسلمين في كل مكان في البلاد الاسلاميه وفي غيرها وان يعلي قدر أصحاب محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم في جميع بلاد الإسلام وأن يخزي كل من يتنقص أصحاب رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كما نسأله سبحانه أن يجعلنا جميعا من الصادقين في محبة الله ومحبة رسوله ومحبة آل رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم المؤمنين وصحابته رضي الله عنهم أجمعين كما أسأله بإسماء وصفاته أن يحفظ لهذه المملكة العربيه السعوديه امنها على دينها ودنياها وان يجعلها موفقه في رعايتها لشؤون الحرمين وتيسير 
السبيل لوافدين الى الحرمين من حجاج وعمار وزوار لنسجد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم انه سبحانه القادر على كل شيء واخر دعوانا ان الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على نبينا محمد واله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا. الشيخ نجنا في الله الله عز وجل to make us amongst those who are sincere in our worship and to benefit us with that which we learn from the knowledge and to bless us in our actions and that which he has given us. We ask Allah with his names and attributes to give might and glory to Islam and the Muslims and to debase the disbelievers and, and, and their disbelieving the disbelievers and their beliefs. And that Allah Qur'an brings that Allah feeds the one who the Muslim who is hungry and that Allah clothes the Muslim who is without clothing and that Allah Qur'an uh, cures the Muslim who is sick. We ask Allah Qur'an to bring unity to the, the Muslims and to unite us upon the truth and upon guidance. And we ask Allah Qur'an to remove the calamity which has befallen the Muslims in all parts of the world, in Syria, in Iraq, in Yemen, in Libya. And we ask Allah Azzawajal to replace their torment and tragedy with guidance and with the truth. And we ask Allah to uh, give victory to the Muslims in all parts of the world. And we ask Allah Azzawajal to unite the Muslim lands. And we ask Allah Azzawajal to debase and destroy anyone who uh, speaks ill of the companions of the Prophet Wasallam. And we ask Allah to make us sincere in our love of Allah and our love of His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and our love of the Sahaba. And we ask Allah to preserve this country, Al-Mumlaka Al-Arabiya Saudiya, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. And we ask Allah to give the rulers of this country success in dealing with the affairs of uh, the Haramain al-Sharifin, Mecca and Medina, and to make the affairs of the Hajjaj and those who are visiting, to make their affairs easy and comfortable. Verily, Allah is able to do all things, and our last supplication is all praise be to Allah, the Lord of the world, and may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon the Prophet Muhammad upon his family members and companions.